Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grease Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend, your eminence, Father Richard Heilman. And I know that still doesn't work. Your eminence and then father. Yeah, we've got cardinal a, eminence. Cardinal, like we've got a cardinal Richard. we got to figure that out. Yeah. And tonight we've got with us a returning guest, Bear Wozniak. We're going to be talking about 12 rules for manliness. And in all honesty, we got to ask the question, where, where have all the cowboys gone? We're talking about the men that are men and not just a bunch of cowards out there in the world right now, spiritually and naturally. We're going to break that down. Before we do that, though, of course, everything begins with a very masculine, strong prayer. And All Father, right. we leave that to you. In the name of the, no. In the name of the Father, the <laughs> Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you very much, Father. And thank all of you out there who support the U.S. Grace Force podcast. As I say, every episode, we can't do it without you. Your prayers, your encouragement, your comments, your financial support through the Patreon program, which you can check out in the link in the description below. If you'd like to support us financially, a few dollars a month goes a very, very long way when enough people step up and we can continue to get this message out to as many people as possible. But your prayers are always the most important. So please keep us in your prayers and your encouragements, especially when Father and I go out, we travel around different places and people come up and talk about the Grace Force podcast. That means a lot to us. So keep that up. That helps us. And remember, you are all in our prayers for that. Like this, share it, subscribe, get the word out to as many as possible. This is a pretty important topic tonight. Of course, it's about manhood, manliness. And ladies, I know those of you who are watching this podcast, who are fans of the podcast and supporters, we thank you for sticking with us. And on this topic, I think you're going to like this as well, because there's nothing that affects a man more than a woman, for good or bad. Mm -hmm. And we want to encourage you ladies to also understand what the 12 rules for manliness are that Professor Bear Wozniak, I'm going to call you mm -hmm. Professor Bear, if that's all right, has... <laughs> That's written in this book. Bear, good to have you back, brother. I mean, we've been friends a long time. Yeah. And uh, you've been all over the place. You're coming to us from Hawaii right now, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, it's so good to be with brothers that are in, and with you, Father, that are on the front lines. You know, don't you love it when you see a, a man step up and start a men's group or, mm. you know, you, someone you don't even know. And all of a sudden he just steps up a little bit more, gets a couple of men together. And he starts, they start men's yep. groups. And you see one, one more man step up to the front lines and we need a lot more, a lot more men like that. So the women who are listening to this, we have actually a lot more women listen to, uh, listen and love, love my books. I think even more than men. Hmm. Uh, and, but there it's your Kuleana, as we say in Hawaii, you women to get this message to your men, bring the men to this message. Yeah. And that's something I've noticed. You've got, if you tell us about your website and you've got the mama bear part as well. Oh yeah. Break that oh, down we, a little bit for us. Yeah. We, we, we have deepadventure.com where we have, the man cave, Bear's man cave, and then we have the three-year curriculum, the, the Bear's School of Manliness. But <clears throat> I was thinking, who do we call these women that that are so faithful to the ministry and and uh, pray for us and do so much for the ministry? And I, my wife and I were talking. I said, why don't, why don't we call them the Mama Bears? This is about four or five years ago. And then my son came in the next day. My oldest son walked in. And, hey, go, hey, Dad, I was just thinking about, remember those Mama Bears in Montana? We used to have our cabin up by the Glacier Park how fierce they were, how ferocious they were. And when he said that, I realized, yeah, mama bears, that's the perfect name for them. Yeah. Because my dad, want, my dad once shot an elk and he came on, he was tracking the elk, it was about sunset. And he comes up to the elk and he thinks it's fallen behind this tree because, you know, it's getting a little bit dusky and it's not a big old tree stump. It's a, it's a mama bear. And he's come in between her and her cubs. So he did that uh, thing where he kind of backs up slowly and then he gets to the, uh, he gets to the, his truck back to the main road. He'll come back and get the elk later. Uh, when he uh, went to eject his rounds and he's always good at always reloading. There was no rounds in the, in the chamber of his rifle to protect him from that bear. And he laid over the hood of his truck and just shook. <laughs> just so the adrenaline flowed. So we love the fierceness of the mama bears. When you go into mass early and you see all the mama bears in there, yeah. They're early. They're the early ones, and they're praying the rosary. That's the ferocity. That's the prayers that our ministry, I know your ministry, runs on the prayers mm -hmm. of those women. So 
Yeah. We love the mama bears, you know, and they, they fiercely protect their, their families. We love them. I'm thinking about my mom right now. She went to, she was daily mask and she had seven kids and, but, um, so she had that, but, but she could be ferocious when she needed Ricky yeah. get over here right now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you mentioned when we were starting here, uh, bear that, uh, you know, that we need men to step up and, and maybe they might want to start a conference. I'm actually, uh, we're recording this before I had to, uh, Tyler, Texas, we're, Doug, that's kind of your territory. You're yep. going to be, where are you going to be out in? I'll be in Virginia at the truth Virginia. conference. Yeah. Conference? Out in Virginia beach area. Yeah. What, what conference? I've surfed there. I've surfed there many times. Nice. Not in Tyler, uh, Texas. In I, I got, beach. I got asked personally by uh, Bishop Strickland to come and speak at their men's conference, which is cool. So I'll be doing this this weekend, but by the time this airs, it'll be between that one. And I'm actually holding uh, what we call the Holy League here. And I'm inviting men from the Janesville area, well, from all over the diocese to come and uh, and unite. You know, I got the Unite. Uh, unite yeah, shirt. I love that. And um, Bear, your book now, uh, when did it come out or is it, what, what's? It's just hot off the presses. Let me see how hot it is. Oh, yeah. it's sizzling. Don't Ooh. you love it when a new book comes out? You <clears throat> take it out and you smell it. But um, I can't wait yeah, to read it. It just came out. I just can't wait to read it. And, you know, you're kind of an expert. I've, I've put a lot of eggs in this basket. I know you have too, Doug, mm -hmm. uh, really uh, going after the men. Yeah. I, I just think that we're living in a time right now, especially in the church, where um, I, I think that reverent and awesome mass was tough. And I, I describe it like a military honor guard, right? You know, mm -hmm. that it's just, and men are attracted to that, but, you know, Wondering, you kind of holding hands and singing a little frilly, you know, ch childlike songs, and I don't know. Uh, uh, I think we. Oh, and also them. in the key that no man can sing in. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about you know? You, so it's it's uh, twelve rules for manliness. Do you want to hit one or? Yeah, or? you know, I was. Well, I'll tell you. I I was working on this book, the twelve rules, but my wife is the one who gave me the subtitle for "Where Have All the Cowboys Gone?" She's a cowgirl. Awesome. She's a barrel racer in Florida, and. And uh, trick rider, and and you know now now she tan surfs with me. You know when I lift her, when we surf. So she's always been a, a tough chick, as I like to call her, TC. But we were riding, driving the car along Diamond Head over here, and the song came on the radio, and she said, "You're gonna love this song." And she turned it up, and it was Paula Cole, and she was singing, "You you you make the money, I'll raise the kids." And then one of the lines goes, "Where is my John Wayne? Where have all the cowboys gone?" Wow. And it's a mournful song because, you know, when I, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but, but when Cindy and I pull up to a, a, a conference, like say a radio gala, where it's not just a men's conference, but there's men and women, before I can even really get out, get the books out of the back of the trunk of the car, we'll have a half a dozen or more women surround us. Okay. Or when I first walk in the room, the they women just kind of corner. Maybe it's theology on tap. Maybe it's a, a gala, whatever it is. And the women are all saying the same thing. Tell the men we want, we need for them to be men again. Yep. And so women are really, really desirous. We're not talking about macho stuff. We're talking about servant leadership. Mm -hmm. And so this book is it is a type of book where it's kind of like a father would tell his son or a brother would tell his brother. So some of it gets a little bit gritty. It's not it's not just spiritual panacea. It's 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 both end. It's grit and grace. A man needs both of those. And so right. it's. Some oh, of I it's love a little that. bit grit, grit. Yeah. yeah, grit and grit. You know, I, I started what I call the Holy League since uh, 2007, and it's I know, I know, it, and it's been wildly successful. But along the way, you hear, "Hey, are the women, you know, missing their men at home?" And all I hear, it's 100, percent is the women are pushing the men out the door. Go right. to this, would you please? Right. You know, and and, right. and what we do is we just we. We, we get an inspirational talk as part of it, but we do literally adoration, knights kneeling together before the king Praise of God. kings. Yeah, yeah. And then we have a manly social pizza and beer and all that stuff and, and just unite. You know, again, there's my T-shirt again. But well, what, what is the word? Where do you get? What, the, what is the root word for the word man? What's the root? What's the Latin word for man? Ver. It's yeah. where we get the word virtue. Right. Mm -hmm. So to be a real man is to live a life of virtue, justice, self-mastery, prudence, fortitude, faith, hope, and love. And women, believe me, women are looking for a man like that. Not the not the Casper milk toast guys, kind of like Homer Simpson in that 
that one cartoon where he's backing up into the shrubs so no one sees him, you know. Oh, um, yeah, right. And right now we need, uh, in this day and age more than ever, we need men that will battle the, uh, the, 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 the counterculture, you know, the woke culture. And, and men will say, oh, oh, you know what, it's, you know, the, the TV always makes fun of us and women have taken over the church. And that sort of, com those kind of words to me sound like the words of a victim. The only reason why that's happening is because we let it happen. Because yep. we didn't, we the we didn't, we didn't, you know, stand our ground as men. Right. And so, uh, so yeah, so we we want we need men to be manly. And so, this book kind of goes through through. Uh, it starts out with talking about uh, quoting John Wayne. I have right behind me. You can't see him now, but I have a hundred. Well, maybe you can a hundred of my Louis Lemoore leather bound books. The, the great Western author. Uh, born in the uh, in the Dakotas, and I and I re I read every one of his books back when I was a banker, corporate banker, and I was traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast every day by by plane. And I read his novels, and in the minute his novels were all virtuous or striving to be, and the women were strong, which was unusual for for women to be portrayed in that light. So I use a lot of Louis Lamour's uh, Louis Lamour uh, a quote to start off every chapter because of that that grittiness of the of the American cowboy, but well, all cowboys, but there's a quote that John Wayne says in one of the, his movies, and a lot of those great Westerns were based on his novels. And he says, a man's got to have a creed, a code he can live by. Mm. And so the very first chapter, women are reading this book with their husbands, by the way. Um, I've been interviewed by several women who are reading with their husbands. And they, I was interviewed by a group, a couple of women from Wilmington in the Carolinas last week. And they've actually worked on their creed. A creed is like a one sentence or two sentence real definition of what you are as a person. So it would be real personal. Uh, uh, mine is the most radical quest a man could pursue in life is abandon himself to the wild adventure of God's will. That goes along with the way God wired me. You know, the way. But so everyone should develop that creed. But then the code is these rules that I write about. How do you live out your creed? Like as a Benedictine Oblate, I try to live out, you know, the rules of St. Benedict. So we need to define these things so we know what our target is, you know? Yeah, you know, I, you know that's a good point because I'm sure a lot of men, if we really look at ourselves, a lot of men could probably, honestly, if they looked in the mirror, see their creed has something to do with golfing and shopping or financial success. Or, I mean, to them, their mantra, their goal, their life is about these maybe worldly things about comfort, yeah. success, pleasure, and so forth, which yeah. we could all fall into. And I understand that. But what you're saying is the creed needs to be something that I'm guessing what you mean by this bear is something that elevates us, lifts us out of ourselves, something that is like a greater cause to fight for, you know, let's get out there, be instruments of God to save the world. Let's care for those that God has entrusted to us. Let's, there's something that says die to self for the sake of a greater good. Is that kind of what you mean by that? Because yeah, I'm sure a he, lot of men are thinking it's something worldly. Yeah. I mean, and I'll get, I asked, I asked, a I queried a bunch of men. I said, tell me what your creed is. And it would come down, like keep the rubber side down, you know, the biker's creed and stuff like that. Mm. I want a depth, you know, like I love Jason Jones. Well, his his daily prayer is that God would put him and his sons between the vulnerable and danger. That's a pretty gnarly thing to say. So mm -hmm. to just just to, to parse it down and because every man's so different, you know, we have our own personal telos. We have that great call to know, love, and serve God in this world. But what about you? What what about the way God? Do you know who you are? Do you know? Do you see the way God's wired you? Do you know God has a unique plan and purpose for you? He says it. I know what I have in store for you. Plans. For peace, not destruction, a future reserved for you full of hope. If you seek me, I will let you find me. If you seek with all your heart, I will let you find me. And then God plants those desires in our hearts. So how is it God is speaking to, to, to you in that unique voice and then start applying, uh, understanding how you'll live out your creed? But if you don't know what your creed is, um, you know, like when I, when I surf, uh, there's a certain place the woman has to put her eyes when i'm lifting her we do these 45 extreme lifts and a, and a, and an and a experienced tandem surfer can tell when the woman's eyes move can literally tell because it takes them out of balance so mm. where is your focus you know what what is it what is it that you 
what is it is that's your focus in life? We should know that because God, God's spoken it to us. We just need to listen, write it down. There's a, there's a verse in Habakkuk, write the vision down in letters big enough so the man who's running can run while he's reading it. Write it down so that you can run the good race uh, while you're, you know, while you're staying true to the creed God's given you. Mm. Yeah, living in the Midwest, I, I, I was never a surfer, but I was a pretty good water skier back in the day. I was, did a little barefoot now and again. And Doug, have you ever you did. have you ever surfed, Doug? Yeah, you know, I, actually, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I've surfed one time in my life, and I yeah. happened to be in Hawaii at the time, and Bear taught me. I'd never surfed before, and he wow, did teach me. I wonder me, what that looks like. It's in well, one of his episodes, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's airing right now on EWTN, uh, and people can find it, too, if they go to our, our deepadventure.com and they become a Patreon or a member of the cave or the mama you bears. They get Doug all surfing. episodes. But I got to say something about Doug. Everyone that was there with me, and I had legendary surfer out there with us, said he did better than anybody we've ever seen on his first. But maybe some have done as well, but very rarely – he surfed as good as anybody ever has on their first session. He was born to be a surfer. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Bear. I was afraid he wasn't going to go home. You know, he's uh, ruined his life. But you want me to tell <laughs> you want me to tell you how my wife learned to barefoot water ski, Father? How's that? She was, you know, they hold on to the boom when you're first learning on the right. side of the boat. Right. She kept falling, and the guy that was teaching her, the instructor, was got got so like I don't want to have to keep coming around and picking her up. She he duct taped her hands. To that boom, <laughs> but no, Doug was Doug is a natural surfer, really good surfer, great sense of balance, and you know the ninja, the martial arts in you, right? Don't you think that helps a lot? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I got into it when I was about twelve years old, so yeah. There's just a there there's something to that when you're on the board. I mean, you you, you taught me, you showed me, and you're right. There's that whole aspect of balance, but there's a cool shot, and I know it, I think it's in the episode. Uh, the drone, your son's flying the drone past yeah. me as I'm on the board. Yeah. And I got my hands out. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of a he cool was shot. It was a lot of fun. Ninja karate stance. We, we yeah. need a new opening for the Grace Force. Let's go <laughs> surfing now. Everybody learning yeah. how. Come on, have some fun with me. Oh, man, I love that song. Doug, that song. Come on, have some fun. <laughs> well, I don't Bear, like I, the way he sings it, but it's a pretty good song. <laughs> yeah. Bear, I really I really appreciate that whole part about the, the creed. I, I, I really like that because the, it, that's kind of the root of like a man looking in the mirror and asking himself, what do you stand for? If I'm looking at the mirror, I'm saying, Doug, what do you stand for? What are you about? Right. And doesn't that help then? I'd like your thought on this. When the man falls, because we do, we stumble and fall, which is why mm -hmm. we, by the grace of God, we have the confessional and God's mercy. But but should we beat ourselves up? I mean, we want to be at least challenging and pushing ourselves to grow. But there are guys who can't live up to the creed maybe that they 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 have for themselves. And I've seen some guys fall into, you know, even scrupulosity over the fact that I can't be this great something. Yeah, that one I way or the reason. other, or they yeah, give what, up. What do you think? What do you think about that? Well, first of all, as a surfer, you know, surfers fall more than little children do. And if you're not if you're not falling, you're not you're not trying to do better, right? You you when you fall, it's because you're trying to do something that's not easy to do. And so and and I've I've said this many times to people who have learned to surf as, as I might have said it to you. You surfed so good that you didn't learn how to surf because hmm. you don't really know what you're doing until you do something wrong, and then you go, oh, now I know why Bear said that, or now I know right. why my teacher said that. Right. So there's there's a definitely this beautiful part of our relationship with Jesus that it's not just by grit, by grit. Uh, as I say, it's also by grace. And uh, if, if, if you didn't need a, you know, if you did, if you weren't going to fail, God wouldn't be in the savior biz, you know, he sent a savior for us. And so it's during times like that, that we get humble. We go to confession. Uh, we ask for God's help, but we have to pick ourselves up. Now, here's an example. Most of the men that join the man cave, Almost immediately, one of the very practical things they begin to develop is uh, is uh, physical fitness. They 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 they're going to be naturally just challenged by the other men to 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 watch get their eating regimen right and to get physically fit. Uh, because a man, uh, you know, at some point in his life, he may be required to defend his family, defend himself. Uh, but certainly, you just want to have the vitality 
to fulfill your mission and not to become a burden to people later in life. But they'll say, well, okay, I'm going to set a goal to lose 50 pounds. And then they think, well, I'm not going to be a success until I lose that 50 pounds. But the reality, God is God is wanting to build into you virtue. And so the moment you choose to push away certain types of food and you choose to get up and do those push-ups or do that extra walking one telephone pole further each day or whatever you're doing physically, you're virtuous. That's virtue. You mm-hmm. don't have to be uh, in the in the the fitness that you want to get to, uh, to say, I am now virtuous. The moment you start making a good decision, virtue is just a lot of really little, little decisions to get up, to get on the cardio bike, uh, to, to take that 20 minutes to pray in the morning, to get up and go talk to your child about what they're doing wrong instead of yelling at them from across the room. It's just a bunch of little steps in virtue. So when you fail, then you seek God's forgiveness. But then you, you get up and you do that one little decision a day at a time. And eventually, you know, virtue is the catechism tells us is a habit. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to replace bad habits with good habits. But, you, yeah, I've, I've heard of a lot of young men now these days are getting are becoming uh, scrupulous. You know, they're over overly concerned about being perfect. You know, there's a there's a word for that. It was an ancient heresy called Pelagianism, you know, where you don't need you know, you don't need God. You can be perfect on your own. Um, and you don't you don't need to appease God. You need to God wants God. You want to please God. That's a different thing. Hmm. And and to say not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, O Lord. You know, so so to so so to trust in the Lord, uh, walk with the Lord. Lord, I blew it. Help me, Lord. Is totally different than saying than this attitude of you having to be perfect. And then what happens eventually with a scrupulous person is they go the opposite direction and give up. Hmm. Yeah. Either way is wrong. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of right now while I'm listening to you and men, you know, kind of getting back in shape and all that good stuff is uh, the quote that you're seeing almost every other word now with what's going on in the world. But um, we maintain the peace through our strength. Weakness mm. only invites aggression. Uh, peace yes. through strength. You know, what's your take uh, right now, Bear, about what's going on in the world and how we got here and maybe what we need to do? Uh, you well, know, let, let, I don't let, know let, about I don't know about that big picture so much, but, yeah. um, but, but the, uh, but what I see happening. Well, the infiltration in, of evil, it seems everywhere. Yeah. What, well, what I see, I'm going to just say it like it is. I think something really bad happened when the pill came out. Let me mm-hmm. go back to that. You yeah. know, we had it right with Humana Vitae. Thomas Aquinas, to paraphrase him, said the, his, his definition of, a, of, a, of, an, of an effeminate man was basically a man who seeks his own pleasure. And when the pill came out, you heard these coquettish cowards say to the, the girl they were dating, if you really liked me, you would go to bed with me. Hey, we've been out three di- for three dates. Go to bed with me. Yeah. That, those are the words of a coward, not a cowboy. You know, it's it's. Yeah. And so when that happened, when men became high school girls, being all coquettish, you know, uh, it used to be when I was in high school and I was always I, I didn't. Part- I mean, I was careful. I respected women. I had three sisters. But um, but they would say, oh, that girl, she's a big tease. She does. She teases, but she doesn't put out, you know, well, yeah. the man, the boy, the man boys here are the biggest teases of all because they'll say, oh, I love you. But they never ask the girl to marry him, you know, right. or if they do get engaged, they never get married. Man, man boys today are the biggest teases than any high school girl. They're coquettish cowards. And what happens, what has happened is when men begin to just have their own pleasure with women without any responsibility. You know, John Paul II's first writings, love and responsibility. Uh, if you don't have, if you have, if you don't have responsibility, it's not love. Yeah. So, so when men begin to not have to, when they shirk their kuleana, their responsibility, then all hell broke loose. Literally all, all hell broke loose. The family began to break down. And, uh, and, uh, and so what the answer is, I remember listening to um, uh, our, I guess Archbishop Chaput at a Napa Institute. Someone asked him, what's the best evangelization program out there right now? And he said, get married, have lots of kids, raise them up in the, in the Lord. And so and so the man boys out there are, have fostered, uh, have, have really broken and fractured women. And the man boys no longer even need a woman. They'll just go to have pornography if they want to be satisfied. And so, and so that brokenness 
the whole the whole sissified way that the world is today. You know, it it it's the, the it is women who will say who will who will gossip and talk bad about others, right? They won't hit anybody in the face, but they'll they'll gossip and talk bad. That's what the woke culture is. Oh, did you hear what so and so said? It's a sissified world that we live in, but men just need to hold their ground, uh, you know, uh, speak the truth. In one of my chapters, I talk about riding for the brand. Uh, yesterday, I was out golfing and, and uh, with four wonderful young men, my three wonderful, wonderful young men, my son, my son's friends. And another guy joined us. And he was F-bombing right and left, which I always grieves my soul. But then at some point, he used Jesus Christ's name in vain. And I just stopped and I pointed my golf club at him, not in a threatening way, but to make a point. And I just said, that's the only name by which men can be saved. So interestingly enough, although this guy was drinking, he stopped cussing. And I made it made a point. So the, the, in one of my chapters, I talk, talk about, do, do people know what brand you ride for? Or do you just you know, back up into that bush, like I said, that Homer Simpson does. When something's yeah. going on around you, Doug, I know you do this. Father, I'm sure you do too. When you when you go out to eat, you're, you make the sign of the cross and you pray first. Mm -hmm. But how many times are you in public and you hear someone using foul language? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I, will, I will say to them, you're a better man than that. There's ladies present. Even when I hear the lady using foul language too. So do, men, do people know that you're a Christian? That you that you that you that you ride for that brand. Do they know that? And so we should we should not we should not be timid. Great things happen when you open up. I remember uh, actually a year ago I was playing golf with a couple of young men and they were listening to gangster rap while we were playing in their golf cart. And I said, Does, doesn't that, do you ever wonder if that kind of music damages your soul? And they go, No, no, it's nothing wrong with this. And here it's all this foul language about women. The next time we played uh, a month later in this tournament. Uh, those guys came up to me and said, you know, you're right. We stopped listening to that music. Hmm. So so young young men, uh, women are looking for men who ride for the brand that aren't afraid to to say that they that they ride for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. What? So break down a few more of the titles of uh, the uh, the different chapters. Um, this is good stuff. Ride for the brand. Um, where would you go next with this? And what did you do well, the, next in the book? The one that provokes people the most is my chapter on being dangerous. Mm. Uh, and, you know, there's a very dangerous man. I once, I actually know him personally. Uh, he went into the marketplace with a whip uh, just outside this church. And he tipped over uh, tables and said, my father's house is to be a house of prayer. And you've made it a house of thieves. Uh, he was a dangerous man. He said things, by the way, like he, he did make the statement that some people think of him as being a passive man. If someone insult, slaps you on the face, off, face, offer to him your other cheek. Um, but that was more of uh, that. That's very specifically an example. When someone was insulting you, they may not even slap you on the face, but it's considered a, a slap on the cheek. Or if they did as an insult. It wasn't really an act of, of, of physical violence. Jesus is the one that said to his disciples when he was going to send them out, if you don't have a sword, get one. Hmm. So there's a time and a place for a man to be dangerous. And the most dangerous man I know is Jesus Christ. When, when his disciples said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. He was on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee. There's a big cave there where he used to like to pray. And he taught him this prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So first of all, he's talking about an invasion of one kingdom into another kingdom, the Prince of Darkness kingdom. And his the most dangerous prayer anyone can ever pray is thy will be done. And he prayed that on the Mount of Olives too. Thy, not my will, thy will be done. When a man will pray, God, thy will be done. I have it right here on the corner of my desk. It's, I call it the resolute desk after the desk in the White House. The resolute desk, it says on the plaque, and then it says, thy will be done. Hmm. So for a man to be to, to, to live by that creed, first of all, you get to see God do stuff when you're in his will. But it's a dangerous thing. It's dangerous for you, first of all, because it may require some things of you. For many people, it requires even their death. But it's also dangerous to the world around you. We need to be a danger to, to, the, to the spiritual powers around us. Do we pray? Do we pray the rosary? Do we 
Do we bless our children? Do we do we have a crucifix at the entrance of our house? Do we do we have holy water with us? Can you smell a rat when you're in public and you can discern there's someone that's demonized around you? Can you can you bind that spirit? We also need to be dangerous in way of uh, in, in terms of standing for what's right and what's right morally, uh, and also be dangerous physically. You know, to know I know Doug trains in in martial arts, and he and and I have too. Uh, but each man needs to make a decision. This is a father to a son. Yeah, this is a father to a son or a brother to a brother. W would you as a man be willing to press both thumbs into someone's eye sockets as deep as your thumbs will go if it meant you were protecting you and your family? Men need to come to grips with the fact how far are they willing to go. They need to emotionally come into contact with that and make a decision. And each man is different. But how is it that you will defend your family. First of all, I know right now we just got a shark warning in the bay at Hanalei in Kauai. I know certain times when there's certain types of rain and there's a runoff from a river that the sharks hang out in murky water. We know as Catholics, you know, avoid the near occasion of sin. Don't be in certain places. As martial artists, the best way not to be in a fight is not to be there, you know, uh, uh, being around, being in stupid places. But Men need to be dangerous in that sense. You know, a, danger, a truly dangerous... Hey, hey, you know who Hicks and Gracie is? Hmm. The Gracie brothers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's the, the one that trades yeah. toys. I knew I knew Hicks and I met him <clears throat> on the beach, County Line Beach in, near Ventura County, Ventura County Line. And uh, I didn't know who he was. Real humble guy. And one of my friends says, who was there, Paul, he was a black belt too. We, were, we knew each other because we were both black belts. And... He showed me this magazine and he goes, this is Hickson fighting in Japan. And I could see, and we had just learned, starting to learn about the Gracie brothers jujitsu. I go, oh yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. He's got this guy, he's got him in the guard. He's got him in an arm lock, you know? And he goes, that's Hickson Gracie. And I go, who's he? Well, he's the one that tr trained his brother, Hoist. He's one of the Gracies. And I saw him scrambling up the hill, uh, running up the hill on all fours, crab running through the rabbit trails, a tough guy but the sweetest guy you'll ever meet. Mm. But you kind of knew when you met him that he was dangerous. Mm. So the people know that does, 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 does the devil even know your name? Jesus, we know. Paul, we know. Or was it Peter? I forget who he said. But you, we never heard of. You should be you should be a danger. You should be a danger in the spiritual world. And you do that by just saying to the Lord, thy will be done. And of course, the word God's will, if you want to know God's will, the Bible, the, the, the Bible says God is love. So, love and god's will are one and the same so are you a well, man of love you lay down your life yeah bear i i was thinking about you know the whole dangerous thing and i'm heading this weekend to tyler texas of course this will be put up uh after i'm back but anyways um bishop strickland is considered dangerous um mm -hmm. you know why what's his crime that he actually does what our lady of fatima asked and that is, please pray for your bishops and priests that they would stand for morality and 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 speak openly about that. Of course, I'm paraphrasing Our Lady, yeah. but but um, that's considered dangerous in our times. I remember that we had a pro-life event at a at a church, and um, the word got out that I was going to be there, and they got a huge uh, it was about fifty to hundred people out in front to protest. And uh, they had cops all around, too, because they heard about this, too. Well, I pull up and I go up to the cop car and I said, uh, hey, officer, did you hear about this uh, dangerous? And and he goes, oh, so you're the very dangerous man. But what's my crime? Praise God. That's so but, cool. You know, what's my crime? That, you know, that that I actually openly uh, try to defend life. You know, that that's, that's it. And, and it goes farther than that, too. You know, even in our church right now, that if you want to promote something like the sacred and, and, and the sacred offering of the mass, that's considered dangerous. Or, or another word they'll use is divisive, you know. Remember, remember when Jesus, you know, the, the bread of life discourse, you know, he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you know, you, you can't be, you, you have no life within you. And, and on verse 66 of that chapter, it says, and many of his disciples left him that day. Turned to Most Peter. of them. Most of yep. them did. Yep. Turn to Peter and the boys. You're going to leave me too. That's chapter 6, verse 66. So it's John oh. 6, 6, 6. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
they were choosing, and and this is what what it is 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 we want the easy path, don't we? We want we 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 want the some people do, and so we don't want to be dangerous. My mother would say, if there's a choice between two two ways and you don't know which one is the right way, choose the harder way. Yeah, you know that's what that's what real 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 men do. Yeah. Well, and, and it's something to consider, too, when it comes to just general self-defense. When they interview, you know, bad guys who were in jail for mugging, assaulting, even raping and such, what a lot of them have said is they look for the weak target. Yeah. They look for the person who looks like they could be a victim. If you mm -hmm. walk with confidence, your head is up, you're squaring up your shoulders, you don't got to walk like you're a tough guy or a tough woman, but you're walking with confidence, you could be dangerous to the guy that's thinking about attacking you, this is something that is just age old. And when we hear that admitted all the time, I say to men all the time, you've got to send a message in, in, in the best way appropriately that says, God has entrusted me with these people, whoever these people are. Anybody crosses that line, I'm going to have to step up in some way. Now that's not warmongering. It's basically saying, I'm a sheepdog and my job is to protect the flock that God gave me. And you want a sheepdog to have a certain dangerous aspect to him. And, and Bear, you and I go back, you know, many years, we've been friends for a long time and we feel the same way about this attitude of just having a sense of purpose and confidence, you know, as you move through life in general, but men in particular, because we, we really do have to send a message spiritually and naturally to any enemy out there that if God is entrusted someone of my care, I've got a job, I've got a responsibility. But you also have a great chapter in here, um, come hell or high water. And I, it might be, before we wrap up the podcast, I want to, you know, we want to let you talk about any particular one you really like, but I got to know what you mean, come hell or high water, get the job done. Can you talk about that one? Yeah, that's another uh, Louis L'Amour quote. Of course, we all heard it. We all, you know, understand that there's, a, in, in Hawaii, there's a term kuleana. It means, um, it means my stewardship, my responsibility, but it's more like I own this this piece of land. It's my my garden. It's my vineyard to take care of this. So it's there's a lot of uh, you wouldn't want to step on anybody's toes and take you know like if you, you want to help someone, ask them before you start helping because it's their kuleana, you know. So there is this this um, there's no virtue in um, in the quick buck, you know. You're saying. Uh, there's no virtue in the easy way. Virtue is gained by uh, through through fortitude, uh, through adversity, turning adversity into an adventure. So mm -hmm. um, there there is a there is a, the the scripture verse where the where the um, where the, the father asks the boy to 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 do something and he doesn't do it. He says he will, but he doesn't. And the other one says he won't, but then he does. Which one is the which one is the faithful son? And so to get the job done, come hell or high water, I love that when I see that in the men, especially when it comes to whatever it takes to put food on the table, you know, to to the extra work it takes to do that, to um, to uh, to to do the extra work as far as you know, being with their children, raising their children. But um, yeah, um, um, if you don't get the job done, who will? You know, um, when you're a cowboy working on the ranch, if it's up to you to run to run. Uh, to run the fence and make sure all the fences repaired. If you don't do your job, the cattle get out or else someone else has to go do it. And so, you know, we need to learn to carry our own backpack, I guess is a way I've heard it in the past, but there's real dignity in work. Uh, mm -hmm. Jesus said, you know, did you know, people don't realize that God works, you know, Jesus said, even now the father and I, we work. And yeah. I was with beautiful father, Joe Paddock here, and Father Bryce Lundberg, Father Bryce is the cowboy priest from Wyoming. He just wrote a book, uh, The Catholic Cowboy Way. I, I connected him with uh, Sophia. And we were talking about work. They were here at our house uh, last year. And both Father Bryce and I said, well, we're going to be working. When we get to heaven, we're going to have work to do. It's going to be awesome. We have so many, so much work to do. And Father Joe said, well, when I get to heaven, I'm just going to be, be, just be ministering to the Lord. And we go, oh, no, no, when you get to heaven, you're going to have work to do. And we finally kind of came to the conclusion, yeah, well, Father Joe, that will probably be your work. But, yeah, there's great dignity in work because only really uh, the, the work is uh, something that separates us from the other animals. It, it's, mm -hmm. it, it makes us really in the image of God to be productive 
and to and to create and to provide like that, um, um, there's great you know, dignity in it. I would jump in real quick here on that and just say this: that there there is something about character and the character of a man or anybody, but in particular a man, that when people know this guy just gets it done, this guy gets the job done. Whereas a friend of mine who's you know spent 32 years in the military, he's combat vet and all. And he says, Doug, you just figure out a way to get off the beach. If you're pinned down, you're taking fire, you get off the beach. You figure yeah. it out. You yeah. get that yeah. job done. And it's just, yeah. it's you want that ingrained in a man. I mean, anybody in particular, but especially us men, you've got to figure it out and you can't, you know, make excuses. If you don't know what to do, find out. Look, ask, ask questions, you know, search it out. Figure out a way to get off that beach and get that job Let done. Let me ask you a question. The character attitude. What do you think about this word? What what feeling comes over you when you hear this word? Try. <laughs> First Try. thing I get is what Yoda said. <laughs> what there, there is do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a Star it Wars thing. It shouldn't even belong in our vocabulary. I, I, I remember that quote. That's Yeah, I mean, a man who says, well... Hey, can you do this for me? And he says, "Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll try." You know, that's a hundred percent unreliable person. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. happens a lot in spiritual direction, and I often quote Yoda too. But... You do? <laughs> well, that's I, awesome. If the other person has a sense of humor, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but no, it, it's but it is that you know you, you'll you'll say you recommend this and this. Oh, okay, I'll try. No, 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 no try. <laughs> exactly. No, do it. Get in Just there and do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can't you can't kind of halfway jump out of an airplane. Yeah, right. you're either jumping out or you're staying in the plane. And then, by the way, speaking of that, I was jumping once with my son Jeremiah. It was his first jump, so we were gonna wait and be the last ones out so that he could jump first and I could catch up and hang out with him, you know. And um, the plane had emptied out; about a dozen people had emptied out, but there was still Jeremiah and his and his uh, jump master and another guy and his jump master and us because we had gotten out of the jump zone. So the plane circled around and came back, and it was time to jump. By that time, that other guy had lost his bowels, and the oh. plane stunk. Oh. And so Jeremiah was super motivated to jump, as was I. That's the guy that doesn't get the job done, right? Yeah. Yeah. You either do or you do not. But halfway, you're stinking up the place, and you're, yeah. and you're wasting everybody's time. So and it's a really cool when a man – faces a really insurmountable challenge and uh and then by god's grace you know he he, he does it god's you know, grace just, in there yeah. in that book you speak uh bear about you know how do how do men make that connection to god you know uh, how do they get well connected so that spark becomes a fire inside their belly and mm -hmm. can you speak to that i will there's two ways i would come to mind one is you need to have brothers Yes. Mention a spark. Unite, unite, yep. unite at the foot of the cross. Yeah. And who was there? There was a. There was just one man there with Jesus. Uh, there was John. And there was a guy on the on the cross next to him. So I guess that's three. Uh, of course, his father never abandoned him. But uh, uh, it says, you know, as a Boy Scout, I learned it takes three pieces of wood to make a fire. So a man needs to have two faithful men that he's in relationship with. Um, I know this seem, may seem harsh, but yesterday when we were golfing and that one knuckle dragger was hanging out with us and he was drinking too much, maybe smoking too much. I just told Jeremiah, that guy's not on your championship diet. Don't invite him back. I don't, mm. I mean, he just kind of invited himself. He showed up and we're, we're heading out, but, but I, I won't golf with you if he's going to be along. Uh, there's some people that, you know, you can reach out and have an impact on, but, but some people are just going to bring you down. So, Number one is, I, I, one of the things is you need to have faithful brothers that will encourage you and challenge you and pray with you. But as a man, it, here in Hawaii, um, when there's big surf, there's certain people on the beach we call posers. They look like surfers, they wear surfer clothing, but they don't paddle out when it's big. We call them posers. Um, we even have got people here buy their, these shirts at Abercrombie and Fitch down the road here, and it says lifeguard. And you know they've never even surfed. So so we call those people posers. So a man who is who says he's a Christian who doesn't spend an hour every day with the Lord in prayer, whether it's the liturgy of the hour or going to mass or the rosary 
or meditating on scripture or whatever it is that God has them do, your fire is going to go out and you're a poser. And when tough times come, you're not going to be ready. But I'll tell you, if you want to win the battle against pornography, it's it's about it's about spending time with Jesus. You know, like as, as a Benedictine oblate, I, uh, I learned the Jesus prayer that the ancient monks of the desert would pray, Jesus, Lord Jesus, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I have them. They would use these 50 knots on these, on these, uh, they would knot these, these, this wrist thing on my wrist, hoping to see it. But I've learned, like, I go out and I, and I, and I swim, tread water and swim for an hour almost every day. And it's a wonderful time for me with the Lord. And I pray, Jesus, Lord Jesus, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I pray very slowly each of those words. And then when I go to repeat it, I, I, I drop one word off the end of that sentence until all I'm saying is the word, the name Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Jesus, Lord Jesus. Just cling to Jesus. Just Seek his face. Set aside a time and a place every day. Be a disciple. That means to be disciplined. And seek the Lord's face. Seek the sacraments. Just say his name. And then and then God will, will guide you into praying for people. But just to seek his face. Just say his name. And, 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 and you know, a lot of men, they have problems talking to their fatherly. They have a heavenly father. Because dads can be tough on boys, as my dad was. He became a wonderful, beautiful Catholic deacon. And so for me, I don't say the word father. Uh, it's hard for me sometimes. So I say the name Makua, the Hawaiian name for father. Or some people might say dad or or uh, Abba, as Jesus did. But find a way to say, uh, breathe in and out the Holy Spirit and say the name of God the Father and Say the name of Jesus and just draw. Jesus promises, if you draw close to me, I'll draw close to you. If you seek me, I will let you find me. And then he says, if you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me. God, the eyes of the Lord look to and fro throughout the earth for the man whose heart is totally uh, surrendered to him. So men, enjoy your relationship with Jesus now. And uh, he'll strengthen you and fill you. And the rivers of living water will flow from you and water all the people in your life spend time with Jesus. Well, so much of what you just said, and then you said it right at the end there, I was going to say was you're, you're talking about that heart to heart connection, mm. you know? And I mean, I grew up a cradle Catholic. I refer to myself as the poster boy for the clock in clock out Catholic walk into church, yeah. put your hand in the Holy water yeah. font, clock in, walk out after mass, clock out sign of the cross done. And there wasn't as much discussion, at least that I remember. So if it was there, then it was my ignorance that it that, that just didn't embrace it. But the discussion about the heart, and mm. Father Father Holman's always talking about this being tuned in. Mm. That's that heart. That I love you, Father. I love you, Abba. I love mm. you. Mm. And and I remember priests telling me years ago, and I would say this to anybody out there, man and woman alike. You, if you struggle with the idea of loving God as I have, and and you know even to this day, know that I'm easily distracted by the things of the world and by myself. Um, just pray to God. I know I want to love you. I know I should love you. Give me the grace and teach me how to love you. Give yes, I do that. Yes, and give yes. me the grace to want to love you because I know yes. I need to. And, and, and that's what it sounds like you're saying, Bear. Is that it's about that oh. heart to heart? Yes, and I remember. Uh, swimming a, a month or so ago and say, Mary, help me to, to, to know that God loves me and that it's okay for me to love him back. Sometimes I just feel I'm tired of hearing my own voice. But, you know, uh, but and, and praise the Lord, I do pray in the spirit. Sometimes I have the gift of tongues and that allows me to get past any, you know, roadblocks on what to say. But I just know that um, that this, this sense of being, I'll go out and I'll work really hard and I'll prove to God I love him. Mm. And Jesus said, I won't call you servants anymore. Mm. I'll call you friends. Because a servant doesn't know what the what the what the master is about. And so just trying really hard to please God and serving God and doing all of this. Uh Martha, 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 Mary has chosen the better part. <laughs> so just just spend time 
Oh, I love to read wonderful books like like G.K. Chesterton or C.S. Lewis or Augustine, all the early church fathers. So reading the Bible is a not wonderful way to have a dialogue with God. And when when you're reading and the Lord speaks to you, just stop right there and just just be in, in the presence of the logos, you know, of the of the Rhema word of God. Bear, I'm going to be talking at this conference this weekend. Um, this popped in my head, so I'm going to ask if you if you were to send me and you you can right now uh, to this conference. What's the one most important thing you want those men to hear at this moment wow. in history, this time in history? What's the first or most important thing that I would say? I was, I'm going to, I don't know, but the one that comes to my mind, Father, is I always, when I go to these conferences, I love to speak to the younger, the 13-year-old and up men, like the 13 to 30-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And the the word that comes to me is just, do not be afraid to take Mary to you as your wife. Nice. There's been a huge attack. I talked to so many young men, said, I'm too scared to get married. The women just take advantage of you and and you end up broke. That's kind of the poison they're being they're being fed. So I think the scripture verse is, do not be afraid to be married. Do not be afraid to pursue a wife. Yes, things are hard. The world can get darker. But what a privilege to be married and to bring souls into existence that will live forever, that can live forever with you in heaven. So I know that's not the only word, but that's the one that comes to my mind. Do not be afraid to take marriage to you as your wife. Do not be afraid to be married. Thanks. Yeah. That's good. Um, Bear, I know, uh, again, you've got so many amazing things in the book. I'm looking at the chapters here. Uh, we didn't get through all of them. We've got well, it's just based few... on your life, Doug. You know that. What was that? It's based on your life. So. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, and Doug. fathers. And fathers. Yeah. Thanks, These Doug. are all the things that I need to change, in other words, and get to this point. Okay, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> No, but uh, but I want to encourage people to, where can people get the book before we run out of time? We're going to have all the information in the description below, but for the people that are listening audio here, um, what, where can you tell them, where can they go to to acquire this amazing book? Well, they can go to Sophia and buy it, uh, Sophia.com, or if they go to Amazon, I actually like them to go to Amazon uh, because we're not, I'm not in it to make money. I make more money if they go to Sophia, supposedly, but... It's a great way of getting the word out because you go to Amazon and then you leave a review and Amazon then bumps it up in their promotional thing. I normally say go to our website, deepadventure.com, but guess what? Cindy and I are going on this trip to Montana to launch the book where all the cowboys are up there and then down to EWTN. And then we're going to go sailing in the Virgin mm, Islands. Nice. We're going to get away for a nice, long, extended nice. sail. So don't let anybody know. We're going to just... You know what the Bible says? Those who are led by this... Those who... Those who are led by the spirit are like the wind. And so we're going to go on our sailboat, the spirit of adventure, and just sail away and seek the Lord and see what God's got, got for us next. One of the right. things I recommend, too, is a, a lot of guys like to meet and share faith in groups. This would be a great book to yeah. do. You know, maybe oh, yeah. you could do a chapter a week or something like that. Or it, 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 really, they don't need to do that. If they read one page and it stops them in their tracks, right. talk there. But we do that in the School of Manliness. We go through... Each of my, you know, it's designed for that. And you know what else? Fathers with their sons. Oh, yeah. Because dads say, how's school? Oh, okay, what'd you do? Oh, same old thing. But if you read through these chapters, and women, women with their daughters too, uh, it'd be interesting for them to have a dialogue. And then for the single moms out there. Hmm. But reading this with your son, and by the way, I also recommend they read Louis Lamar Westerns with their sons too. Because it talks yeah. about that grit. Yeah, I'm, I want to throw this out, too, for the ladies out there to get this book. I know women, you know, I, I was same situation when I would give talks at conferences all the time um, and still do. In fact, the time we record this, I'll be going out to, as, as we mentioned before, Virginia to the Truth Conference, um, which would have been last week by the time people see this. But I will say this. The number one question I would get from anybody at any conference parish mission was women who would come up and say, what do you have for my husband or for my son? They wanted something that spoke to the husband and the son. And I had a couple DVDs that I always encouraged. Uh, and, and I would say this to you ladies out there, to get Bear's book. Because women do need to know what men are supposed to be. Because yeah. if there's anything in this world that can neuter a man spiritually or naturally, when I say naturally, I mean undercut that, that godly dangerous side that mm. we're supposed to have. It's a woman. 
And I remember being in a conversation with a woman one time, very quick story. And it was after I'd given a presentation, a talk somewhere. And, and, and a bunch of people, about 10 of us were out to dinner and she's looking across the table and I had a t-shirt on that said battle ready. And she said, what's that all about? I said, it's about a man being prepared for the spiritual and natural battles of life. And being able to protect and defend and being able to spiritually engage and have that attitude of, I'm a warrior, I have the mindset of a protector, defender, and I train myself to be able to do this naturally and spiritually. And she looked at me, she said, I don't like it. Now, her husband's sitting next to her the whole time. His wings are getting clipped. Oh, yeah. you and he's, and he's got his head down as he's eating, kind of looking up with his eyes. And I said, what don't you like about it? She said, I have a 13-year-old son. He has a gentle spirit, and I never want him to lose that. I said, it's one thing to be able to be gentle. I can pick up my, at the time I only had, I didn't have grandchildren yet. I can pick up my kids. I could pick up my grandchildren right now, gently play with them. In fact, father, when you and I were talking on the phone earlier today, my two-year-old granddaughter kept running out wanting to get on grandpa's lap. I mean, I can be gentle, but I can also hand my child to, you know, anybody that I need to flip the trigger or flip the switch and be ready to pull that trigger if I have to, if it's needed. And I told her, you're going to want your son to have the ability to work hard, drive persistently, go through a wall if he needs to, to protect and care for those that God has entrusted to his life. And she looked at me and she said, no, my son will be gentle. That's the way he's going to be. And I looked at her husband and he looked at me and looked right back down at his food and not a word was spoken. Well, yeah, you know, he, he, she had, she had clipped his wings, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the greatest image of a man, I think, is is the, is the war horse. You know, a horse is very meek. It'll it, the rider can tell go right into a spear. It'll leap. It'll leap walls. You know, but it's power, powerful animal. But it yields to the bridle and to the man riding that horse. Right. Mm. So we want to be powerful and yet still be meek. And Father, I just thought I would say the word for the men too. I just love it. Just grit and grace. Mm-hmm. That's it. You That's have good. to have. You have to have grace. But you need to have grit too, or for men, you know, you need both. They go hand in hand, grit and grace. Come to me, all you who are weary and find life burdensome, and you will find rest for your souls. Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Amen. And you will find rest for your souls. Uh, the 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 rest, is, I think, is that peace mm-hmm. of you know living the way you ought to live, living the way that God designed you to live. You're at peace with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and meek is, is just as you just described, you know, God, you're amazing. I love you so much. What do you want me to do? And I'll do it. And you you're, you're, you're meek, right? When Jesus was teaching peace, he was out in a storm and yeah. he, his words were gag yourself to the storm. So it was, it was like a, the same words he would use to cast out a demon. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a demonic fight. Yeah. So peace comes from winning a war. Yeah. It comes from having things in order. Living life in an ordered way, according to the virtues. And then there's the peace that passes all understanding. That's just the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So so men can bring that. You can have that. You can you can live a life that's in order, like read the catechism. You know the, the, way, the ordered life. You can have that by winning a spiritual battle with Jesus as your commander. And, of course, this incredible peace of the Holy Spirit that passes all understanding by spending time with him. What a great way to end, Bear. It's been awesome having you on. Hold the book again. Hold, do, do it again. I'm about to go do my prayer time out in the ocean. Oh, nice. Go Man, swim for an hour. Pray. I know. Is it awesome. Nice. That's good. Don't you love that cowboy picture? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very cool. Well, let's end with a prayer, okay? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Bear. Thanks, Bear. Appreciate you you being with us, brother. Six months, you're both going to get another call from me to be on my show. I hope you guys can do it. All right. All right. Okay. Aloha.